The Anton Savage Show. This is News Talk. One of the things that is becoming an issue, particularly in the uh, capital in recent times, has been the difficulty of people getting home. And the busier it gets and the more people get out now that COVID is gone and the more people celebrate things like bank holiday weekends, the more people are relying on taxis. Taxis that aren't necessarily there. And that's what we're going to be looking at uh, to kick off this morning. Um, we're joined by the general manager of Free Now, who is Niall Carson. Niall, good morning. Morning, Anton. But before that, the long-suffering Josh Crosby uh, went to the streets last night. And of course, if you're going to check into what's happening with taxis, you have to do it at very anti-social hours. So Josh is, is operating on, I think, almost no sleep, but we are very grateful to him. He has been out and about and uh, he's heard of People feeling unsafe, women saying that they feel threatened if they are trying to walk home alone, people saying that they are trying to find places to sleep in town uh, because they haven't been able to get taxis home. Josh, you were out talking to all these. How'd you get on? I was, Anton. It was a late one or an early one. The, the morning after the night before and a bank holiday Friday at that. Now, the pubs, clubs, theatres, they were busy last night. And for many, the way home was uncertain. Some could argue this is the case even at the best of times when there are plenty of taxis. But just that lingering fear of when I finish up here, I've done my night, want to get my chipper and go home, will there be a taxi outside the door of where I'm leaving? I was in Dublin last Friday night as well and I was up by Baggett Street and I must admit like I wasn't waiting that long for a taxi but then where I was, you're slightly away from the busy, busy bustling streets if you take Camden Street for example I was there at different stages last night and as the night progressed, you can just see the bright lights, the crowds of people becoming a lot more intense. After most of the buses finished up for the night, it was just taxis, bumper to bumper, horns are beat people are cheering but for the majority of those taxis they were taken and this is what's been an issue for those heading out first off I'll play a clip of a few people I met out early on the, in the night I try to avoid taxis as much as possible I, when the bus that I would get home is 24 hours so I try to get that when I can you're happy enough yes it works fine. yeah sometimes I'd be with a friend or something but like I don't mind getting on my own it's, it's handy enough like it's worth not spending 25 quid on a taxi yeah and try to get one as well absolutely it can be so difficult now it's just easier for me to stay in my mate's house in town because I just can't get a taxi like you've changed your routine I've changed your plan the routine the yeah I just stay in my mate's house I, like sometimes as well they might actually just cancel so I found a lot of people can probably one or two minutes out so that was it and what has it made you do or what have you ended up doing in the past so where I'm going I'd walk in the direction to home and just keep trying or else just walk it how far now would that be from the city centre it's a 40 minute bus ride so a walk I think it took me about an hour and a half with a good pace before like rooms yeah. the night yeah the night's gone the legs are in bits the next day <laughs> <laughs> so the, the legs and the head were in bits yeah I know yeah exactly <laughs> definitely on Camden Street um, in particular is really really hard of an evening to get a taxi um, in the wee hours of the morning yeah it's and awful. what do you end up doing or do you have to walk home or well I wouldn't walk the whole way home but I would start walking in the direct general direction in the hopes that someone might stop like you'd flag them all down um, and how would you feel about that then walking terrible <laughs> like it's not good it's not good now, I wouldn't do it on my own but like obviously but I think, feel like a lot of people in general would be walking anyways to try and flag one down so it's a mission to get one and another issue that keeps coming up now is card payments are you finding a few cars taking cards? Yeah, they, I think they switched the apps off so you actually can't flag them on the app. So you have to go get cash and that's just another handling then trying to have the cash. Would it turn you off going out or would it lower your expectations of a night out? <laughs> no, but it definitely makes it a bit more of a hassle. 
So some people there in the streets of Dublin last night sharing their experiences trying to get home. Where, as I said, we're going to be talking to the man responsible for running free now shortly. Before that, you have been talking to the taxi drivers themselves, Josh. What do they? Uh, to what do they ascribe this lack of taxis? I have, Anton, and there are a number of factors leading to this. And from the drivers I've been speaking with, they say around thirty to forty percent of the fleet that was operating before the pandemic has just not returned. So, so that's a big one. Fewer actual cars on the ground. Then nightlife, of course, as we know, is back in full swing. Pubs are packed. There are concerts or parties nearly every night of the week. So you have more people out. So it's pretty much like anything, supply and demand. Another point that was brought up by one of the taxi drivers, you'll hear from now in a minute, is that it can come down to closing times. So everyone flooding out onto the streets at the same time, all wanting to be brought home. Now, we know there are set to be changes made to the opening hours for pubs and clubs. This is something many in the hospitality sector have been calling for. But by all accounts, it will also help the ease the demand for taxis at these pressure points. We're going to hear from some of the taxi drivers now on their thoughts of the current situation in Dublin. First up is John, who's been driving a taxi for around 20 years. Since I've come back, come back to work now, Fridays and Saturdays, everyone seems to be out. The rest of the week can be a hit and miss, but there is people, there is a lot more people coming around now, and few people, especially off this rank here, that have gotten retired or got alternative jobs during the pandemic. Now, did you consider leaving yourself to I did. hanging up oh, the, the The way it is, like, there was no work out there and I thought about going driving vans and stuff another issue that's been brought up as well is card payments yes. and people are saying that there's not enough card no. machines Look, you, I don't mind I have a card payment you use one. I use a card yeah. I have a card and you have no issue with it I have no issue whatsoever yeah. no well, issue what, whatsoever. Do you think some... it's the way kids work it's another thing with the new generation kids cash is king on the weekends people uh, you know those who are coming from the clubs and pubs they're supposed to leave after half two or three but they still will be there till four o'clock and five o'clock that time is a taxi driver mostly they want to go back home and come the weekend are your apps are the bookings just flying after, through they're very busy and the problem is with the apps is they're giving us a job which is very very good thing for us the problem is if keep ringing it's keep ringing it's no good for, it's you just know. binging constantly on oh, the weekend continu- continuously continuously we have to cut that off have you ever seen it as busy or the demand at the moment in Dublin at night well there is a bit of a demand alright but I think it's it's more to do with lads get a job on an app and they're moved out to the suburbs and they could be kept going on the app and so they're not making it back into heavy footfall what you really need is late late night licences for pubs and clubs it means not everybody's not out on the street at the exact same time and it kind of kills some of that demand though. since Covid have many of your colleagues left there's probably about Probably about 60% of the fleet back, maybe 70% of the fleet back. And there's 30% lads that have, that have kind of retired or they've uh, they've gone back to their tools just because the, the trade dropped off. And would you consider it yourself? Did it cross your mind? It did cross my mind, yeah. It did cross my mind. It was just the taxi has given us flexibility and stuff for me, like with the kids. Taxi drivers there in Dublin ahead of a busy night shift. Josh, I noticed that the people that you spoke to in the first Vox Pop, they sounded very fresh and very bright and it was clearly the start of the night. How late did you stay out? Yes, they, they were fresher than some of the, those that I spoke to. Uh, I'll be honest, I was left town around 2am this morning and it was still very busy. Sometimes Dublin can be quieter on a bank holiday weekends. People tend to head away. But then again, this weekend can be seen, I suppose, as the unofficial start of summer in one way. It was a fine day yesterday, so the pubs were busy. I took a good walk around last night just to check out the different spots and I was asking people how long have they been waiting in some cases it was only 5 minutes even 2 minutes but then others were saying 15-20 minutes and you'll hear from one woman shortly who said she was waiting 45 minutes so like anything it can be the look of the draw what corner you're standing on or what time you're waving your hand off the side of the road but one sign of the night that really struck me was when I was driving out home I came across a tuk-tuk cycling back towards the city centre way out nearly in 
almost turn your so I don't know was he going for a leisurely cycle at that hour of the night <laughs> but I'm guessing he just dropped someone home but look maybe they prefer tuk tuk travelling than car the breeze and the face after a night out fair play to him for fitness for getting <laughs> dragging somebody all the way to turn your cross yeah heading wow. back into town and I, I would say I waited on Camden Street for a while just to see up by the bleeding horse how long would it take and there was a group in front of me and they were flagging and flagging but to no avail so I said look I wouldn't be taking another taxi off the road myself here's a clip of some of the people I met who were trying to make their way home but were pretty frustrated at not being able to grab a taxi my friends are going to coppers right now but I think I'm going to go home because I'm worried I won't get a taxi in about two three hours it's giving me less of a hangover but less of a good night out I would to be honest, we can't even get a taxi now, so we kind of have it's to no go to Coppers. Yeah. We have to go to Coppers. Not, not in the past, have you had to walk home, or what do you end up doing? Uh, in January, I had to stand here on Camden Street for two hours waiting for a taxi, and I genuinely thought about ringing my mum and dad in County Kildare to come and pick me up. It's literally the hardest thing in the world to get a taxi at two o'clock in the morning, out anywhere, north side or south side. If you're going south side, you might as well walk at Harris Cross. If you're going north side, you might as well walk up to Connell Street. It's that hard. You have to walk for about 50 minutes and hope for the best for a taxi. And does it kind of put a damper in the night then? Does it yeah, really? absolutely. Because like, you just want to get home and get to bed. And you're just like, get me home. Like, you know, it's, it's impossible. So it's just gone 1am now on Camden Street. How difficult is it to get a taxi in Dublin? Well, I used the, the apps, but they take so long. Sometimes you can't get a taxi at all, even in the app. Have you tried stopping any on the street? Oh, no. Normally I take the app because it's easier and I don't carry cash with me. So, like, the app is handier, yeah. And, and you've had an injury. You're on crutches, so walking home that's not an option oh no that's an option at all yeah and the bus uh, they finish so early uh, it's too early the buses are too early in Dublin is unbelievable how like an European capital the buses finish too early public transport and the lack of taxis will change your opinion of Dublin yeah that definitely Dublin should have more buses available yeah how long have you been waiting here now 45 minutes 45 minutes yeah for a taxi that's what it puts a damper on the night like it kind of ruins the night dampener 45 minutes you're up Absolutely petrified, being like, will I get a taxi or will I not? And would you consider walking home then? Is that an option? It is always an option, but you're always terrified of like, should I walk home? Should I not? What should I do? Because you walk and worry with the fear you get a taxi and wait the hour and a half on the street. What's better? Some late night pub goers there on Dublin's Camden Street trying to get a taxi last night. Let us know, by the way, your experience. If you've uh, struggled to get taxis at night in, in Dublin City Centre, 53106 at a cost of 30 cents. Big thank you to Josh Crosby there for staying up to the wee small hours. And obviously on behalf of the show, we'd put in a special request to his family to let him nap for the afternoon because he, he very much deserves it. We're joined, as I mentioned, by Niall Carson, who is General Manager for Free Now, which is one of the uh, largest taxi apps in uh, the city centre. Now, people listening to that... Uh, I think that the first and most obvious thing that people will wonder is how come the market is not sorting this out? Because there are several thousand or at least several hundred more taxis available than will be out in the wee small hours. Why does the fact that there is business there not drag them out? Yeah, I think, uh, well, first of all, Josh's um, work is invaluable there because it adds a lot of colour to the conversation here. I think um, we in Freenow, I suppose we don't speak on behalf of the overall taxi industry, but we do um, have a lot of data there that we can see exactly what's happening within the industry and work with a huge amount of dedicated drivers. And um, we recognise that there is an issue there. Um, I think Josh has said that, the, you know, post-pandemic, the night uh, nighttime economy is really booming and, and that's something that we're seeing ahead of 20. But why do the drivers not come out if the work is there? 
But you see, the drivers throughout the pandemic and, and currently are providing an amazing service across the week. Okay, so there's a level of demand that has risen everywhere, not just at that nighttime economy. And when we look at it, there's a, we're dealing with a depleted fleet. So there's, you know, in the last 10 years, we've lost 30% of the overall fleet, as you mentioned. But even since uh, post our pre-pandemic, we're down 10%. And the number of drivers out working remains at a balanced level. But if I, you know, if I give you an example, last weekend when the Ed Sheeran concert finished, we, within one hour, had 30,000 requests for a taxi, okay? And with that... That's so effectively, just, everybody who came out of the concert oh, went looking for a taxi. Well, pretty pretty much. much. And But that's also across across the country, we're seeing those levels of demand actually approaching over 20,000 on a normal Saturday night. So it's, uh, you know, the licensing law issue, which Minister McEntee has also uh, committed to, you know, improving and modernising is a real positive... But uh, that is to suggest us. that the issue is that there is the, the total contingent of available drivers is... is exhausted, which isn't the case. There are drivers who choose not to do that shift, not to come out at night. Why? Well, there's, I think if we look at it, there's actually the numbers that we see out working are consistent with the, with the, with the pre-pandemic levels, but also with the rest of the week, that there will be people doing different shifts. One of the drivers mentioned family. The flexibility that driving a taxi offers you is fantastic because you can work it around the different commitments and often family commitments come into it in a huge way. But the incentives that uh, are there are, are from ourselves and from, um, the rates that are in place are there, but drivers, you know, choose to work to a certain point. Um, but again, it's the volumes that we're looking at. I did my own sort of research um, across Europe, and it was great to hear one of your contributors there mentioning other European cities. Dublin is a real outlier in Europe. You know, we, we see ourselves as a, as a you know, a, a modern capital, but actually we do not have a nighttime transport infrastructure that's up to fit for a purpose. I've, my brother-in-law lives in the Netherlands, and they have trams, trains, and buses running through the night. I spoke to colleagues in war and and Berlin and it's just a given that that is how you would get home as well as taxis and I think one of the drivers mentioned the taxis working in the suburbs if we could take that real you know that mass population out of the city the taxi drivers out there can help people if they if they get to a certain point what's the story with flexibility in terms of pricing is there scope for drivers to charge more at antisocial hours I think there, there already is a change in the rate. So from 8 o'clock to 8 a.m., there's an increase in the rate. But I think what you're talking about is something like surge pricing, which, again, isn't, isn't good for the consumer. And I think for drivers, they'd rather the consistency. You know, in Ireland, we operate a regulated industry and it works really successfully. We're seeing... Um, excellent levels of service all the way across the week until we get to that bottleneck between midnight and three o'clock. And that's where we see it as a, a wider transport problem. And working, we, we want to work with our NTA partners. But could you not just that. say, when you take that, that bottleneck, if it is a three-hour period, can you not just have people in a situation where they know, right, if I order a taxi during that period, I'm going to pay a huge premium. And if people are willing, as we heard from Josh, to get somebody in a tuk-tuk to cycle them home, they'd be willing to pay a premium to get in the cab and that'll draw drivers out, no? I, th- I think it's a dangerous road for us to go down because, you know, we want to offer consumers and drivers the security around the fare that they're going to be able to charge. And I think that while there already is an increase there, it's it's something that we wouldn't want to, again, the, word, the term gouging is one I'd use very cautiously, but we wouldn't want to go down that road. 
Is it not a better nighttime environment for taxi drivers now than it used to be? Because I would have thought the combination of cameras in the cars, because a lot of them will have CCTV, apps that have identified the customer in advance so you know who's getting into your car, and the absence of a ball of cash because they don't have to carry cash the way they once did. I would have thought all of that makes it a nicer environment to work in than it might have been in the late 90s or early 2000s. Yeah, and I wouldn't disagree with you that it is a nicer environment, but I think that what we're looking at, this the issue is actually a volume-based issue. That the number of drivers, you know, when we look at that 30,000 edge here in example, there's not even 20,000 registered taxis on the road. So to be able to cope with those levels of demand, I think the, the, the contributors that Josh actually gathered up really helped this, um, this conversation because they talked about two key things. One, the licensing laws and, and the closing times. And that is, that is where we see this huge surge and it leads to just a knock-on problem of people moving around the streets and all of the antisocial behaviour that comes with that. But secondly, it's around the, uh, the, the other contributor that mentioned the bus route. And there was one person said that uh, she lives on a 24-hour bus route. I think there's only three within the city. I mean, we need to expand on that. If we're going to modernise, and like taxi drivers already provide a great service in making th- this country a better place to, to work, to live and, and to, to visit as a tourist. But I think as a, the transport infrastructure needs to improve overall. Although is there a vulnerability issue with that? Because people who, for whatever reason, may find themselves vulnerable, they find a great degree of security in knowing I will get dropped straight to my door mm-hmm rather than I'll face a, a kilometre walk or a half kilometre walk in the dark on my own if I get a bus or a train. No, no, I, I wouldn't disagree, but I think if we look at the, the, the people who feel vulnerable and the, and the kind of normal curve of people who are out, we will be able to take a, a majority of people or a, a huge volume of people onto buses um, and buses and likewise buses, the, the safety aspect with cameras and everything that you've mentioned, that exists on buses. And I think people do feel a lot safer on public transport now than they might have 10, 20 years ago. Does the staggered closing times thing work because there there was a period where there were more staggered where you knew okay 11 o'clock the pubs are going to close then it's nightclubs then it's Leeson Street but my recollection is that all that happened was punters moved en masse from the pubs to the clubs uh, and are you suggesting the Irish people don't know when to stop <laughs> I don't know like that I think no, I, I think when we look at the European neighbours and you know we've a, like we've a quite a vast population in Dublin like from all over the world as we look at our tech companies working here and I think that it does work in Europe like you know we're a stone throw away from, from our European neighbours where it's working absolutely perfectly and the nightlife that you look at in Berlin is not a quiet one you wouldn't think that they're uh, you know that people are heading home early and it certainly yeah but what's them. that is it was it apocryphally uh, uh, quoted from Gareth Fitzgerald the thing of well it works in practice but does it work in theory <laughs> the fact that you can point to a lot of European capitals doing it doesn't necessarily mean it'll work in Ireland we don't have the same culture to nights out as they do in an Amsterdam or as they do in a Paris well I, I think it, 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 what I would suggest is let's try let's get the let's get the transport infrastructure in place we have the data to support it and can certainly help with some of the decisions on where people want to go at what time and what from what hotspots and we'd be uh, very open to sharing that information with our partners. Niall, thank you very much. That is Niall Carson who is General Manager for Free Now. 53106 if you want to share your experience of dragging yourself home in the wee small hours and again, thanks again to Josh Crosby for doing exactly that last night. 